What's up podcast? Thank you so much for logging in today. This message is from the very first Young Zeal message that we've done in 2020. We're doing a series called Dedicated and this series is called In Inc. It's about being committed to the house of God. Really hope it blesses you. Um, Have a listen. Do you have any traditions, customs, maybe a, a yearly thing that this is what I do all the time? Maybe it's a daily habit and it's like, yes, every day at 3.05 p.m. I do a little jig after school. And that's like my tradition. That's my custom. Yeah. Growing up, my wife's family, they had something called Pajama Day. Yeah. Once a year, they'd have Pajama Day and they would all stay home from school and they would watch movies in their pajamas Um, maybe one of your customs and your traditions is like friday night maccas everyone at youth needs to experience what it means to have friday night maccas Um, i remember when i was serving on youth team years ago uh, our whole youth team every friday night would be like all right youth's over everyone's gone home we've packed up it's like quarter to one in the morning but it's Friday night, early Saturday morning, but we're going to Macca's because that was our custom. Maybe in, a, in my family, we got Tuesday night tacos, but we have it on Saturday night. And uh, that's always fun. So we get those, um, get those tacos out. But I, I want to talk about this idea of customs and having a tradition and something that you do repetitively. The thing about customs is this, is that customs make you predictable. They're things set in stone that have become a part of your life. So we're talking about a series called Dedicated. And we're launching Young Zeal 2020, Term 1, first of the decade, first series. And we're not talking about hype. We're not talking about what's possible. We're not talking about the big things of God. We're not talking about the most amazing miracles. We're talking about dedication. Because there is something significant that happens when you dedicate the first thing to God. That's what we talk about in the offering. That's why the Bible talks about giving the first to God. And not just in money, but the first in your time, the first in your talent, the first in your schedule. Customs and tradition. We're going to be dedicated. We're going to be dedicated. Is there anyone that's dedicated? Did you know that Jesus had a custom? Jesus had a thing that was his custom that he would do all the time. And it's found in the book of Luke. Come on, we've got a new level here. Chapter 4. Verses. This is fun. 16 to 24. Someone took a boomerang of that. That was awesome. It says this about Jesus. He, Jesus, went to Nazareth, that was just a town, where he had been brought up, so it's his hometown, and it says on the Sabbath day, that's kind of like our Sunday or maybe our just a specific day, he went into the synagogue. Now, the synagogue is just another fancy name for church, really. The, the word synagogue is a combination of two words. It means bring plus together. It's bringing us together. It's a meeting place. The synagogue. He came, went to the synagogue as was, you say the word, his custom. As was his custom. The title of this message, if you take notes, and I really think you should, Ben, 
he says as he makes eye contact and panically pulls out his phone. <laughs> the title of this message, series one, message one of our series is In Ink. In Ink. Let's pray together. Before I pray, I realize now I designed these sermon series artwork not realizing the current world affairs <laughs> with certain viruses. So we rebuke thee in Jesus' name. All right, let's pray. Get back, Holy Spirit. He can heal it anyway. Father God, we need you tonight. Lord, and we thank you that you brought us all here safe. You brought us all here alive. But to, more importantly, Lord, we want to leave here on fire for you. God, we don't want to come and just hear a nice message, play a nice game where we scrape our arms and get carpet burned. We don't want to just praise you and get sweaty and dance, God, but we actually want to leave here changed. Lord, so as we open up your word tonight, I pray that we wouldn't just hear the words, but it would really enter us, that it would really begin to transform us, that we might become not more like Kieran, not more like Harrison, not more like Beth, but more like you, Jesus. And so tonight... We give you our ears, eyes, and our open heart, ready for you to write in it. And we trust you, and we're saying we're dedicated in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Have you ever been messaging a friend, right? And you're like, maybe you, don't see, you haven't seen them for a while. It's been like a few months, and that's, that's like kind of on purpose. You know, you're friends, but you, know, you hope they go to heaven, but you don't want their mansion next to yours. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they... Um, you're messaging them and they, they message you first, right? And they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? How's summer? And you're like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, really, really good. And you sort of chat, chit, chatting, 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 DM in a way. And then they say like, oh, we should totally hang out sometime. Um, and you're like, yeah, 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 we should, yeah, we should totally hang out. That'd be cool. Uh, and, and you say, yeah, that'd be totally cool, knowing that they're probably just going to like, forget, you know, it's not going to really happen. You're just being polite, really. Just, yeah, 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 that's cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, bro, let's go. And then you, you figure that's the end of it. It's going to be, yeah, we sort of did the complimentary exchange. Oh, yeah, let's hang out. Yeah, yeah let's hang out. And that's it, right? You're like, that's the end of it. That's the right thing to do. You guys are friends. But, you know. but then they say, they throw a spanner in the works and they say something like, oh, how about 9 a.m. tomorrow? <laughs> At that point, you're like, uh, you're like, they see you've read, they, they see you've read it and you, you're not responding straight away. So now you're panicking. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see him. 9 a.m. tomorrow. I could lie or something. And what do you say? You say this, you say, uh, 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 let, 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 um, let me just like, um, let me just check what I'm doing. Let me just check my client. Let, let's pencil it in. Let's just pencil it in. And you say, I'm just going to pencil it in, knowing that in an hour's time, you're just going to go and rub that thing out and say, oh, my grandma died. Yeah, she was old. It's gone. She was way down. Yeah, the funeral. It's 9 a.m. tomorrow. So, you know, we'll have to, yeah. But in the future, yeah, we'll hang out. And you just rub that penciled appointment out. I remember my school diary, man. There was like, oh, I actually meant to bring it. I forgot all about bringing it. But I'll bring it again. I'll bring it next week, but in my school diary, right? Who's got a diary? Brand new, freshy. Who's got a fresh new diary this school? You're like, oh, the pages are crisp. You haven't yet drawn all through it during mass class. It's an amazing, it's nice. And you're putting in all your dates and you've gotten all your assignments. I was chatting to some of the boys earlier. They've already got three and a half hours of homework to do every day. Uh, two, actually, hour and a half. 
and uh, I was listening, and uh, it's like, you, you get your assignments, and you get everything that's due, and you got like your camps and everything, and who, who here is like one of those people at the beginning of the year, you like get all your dates, and you go through your diary at school, and you like write them in? Well, you really should, like, that's a bad organisation if you don't. But like, what do you do? When you go and put your diary in, you go and you write down the events and the things that you absolutely must want to be there. It's like formal, if you're in year 12 this year, formal is going in, baby. Uh, maybe it's like year nine camp in your gully. You're like, yeah, I'm going to that, putting that in. Not in year nine, sorry. And uh, you know, you're putting it in and you don't just like pencil that in in a little pacer that's just gonna rub away and you're gonna forget all about that really important assignment that you do that was worth, you know, your whole life depends on this one assignment. You don't just like pencil that in, just oh, like a light little pacer, maybe crayon you got out of your bottom drawer. No, you, you put it in ink. Why? Because it is something that you don't want to just throw away. It's not something you just want to forget about. It's not something that's not a priority. We're talking about customs, traditions, things that make us predictable, things that are set in stone in our life. I wonder what Jesus's diary looked like. Can you imagine? It's like, you know, wakes up in the morning, Jesus asks his PA, his personal assistant, you know, John, the one he loved. Hey, John, what's on the schedule for today? John's standing behind him. He's got his clipboard, his glasses. You know, he's following him around. Well, Jesus, you know, you've got a 9 a.m. appointment. You know, there's the woman with adultery. You know, she's, um, she's going to be up ahead, so we've got to deal with her. Um, you know, we're going to have a short break after that, and you're, you're due to speak on the mountainside. You know, roughly 5,000 in attendance. That's pretty good. Um, hopefully the catering's all right. I guess I'm sure the event organisers have worked that out. Jesus is like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, what else is on the agenda? And John's walking along behind him. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's not too bad. Lazarus, uh, we've got to do a house call to him. Uh, he's not been feeling well. The sisters have asked you to come and see him. I couldn't get him in yesterday because your schedule was too full, but I fitted him in for tomorrow. I'm sure he'll be fine. And uh, they fit him in. And, uh, you know, and then... John's going through his calendar, you know, there's, the, oh, there's a demonic man you've got to deal with, you know, he's causing trouble, you've got to go cast the dean. Jesus is like, yeah, 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 awesome, awesome. Any lunch in this? Any food? And when's my prayer? I wonder what Jesus' diary looked like. Well, whatever was on Jesus' diary, because it changed, right? It sometimes changed. Jesus was like planning to go here and then someone would pull him aside and interrupt his schedule and he would heal them and keep going on his way or... You know, he talked about Lazarus and he's like, he was going there, but he got held up here. Like there was some things in Jesus's diary that was in pencil. Some things that could have happened and sometimes they did, but sometimes they didn't. But there was something in Jesus's diary that wasn't just scribbled in, in pencil, something that wasn't optional. There was something in Jesus's diary that was his custom and that was in ink. And we read it in this Verse, Jesus on the Sabbath day went to the synagogue as was his custom. In other words, Jesus going to church. 
That was a custom, a tradition. It was in his diary, no matter what. And I believe there is something we can learn from Jesus when it comes to making a commitment to a custom to be in church and to meet Jesus. I believe there is something powerful that happens when we make a commitment to God's house in this decade. I believe you will be able to see what God does through you. He made it his custom to be in the house of God. In his father's house he talked about. So here's three things that happen when you make it your custom tonight to be in the house of God regularly. And a practical way of doing that is coming to youth. If you go to church somewhere else, go into church. If you come to church here, come into church. Making it your custom. Not saying, oh, this is optional, or if I have time, or if my hours of homework have been completed. No, I want to challenge you tonight and tell you that being in the house of God is more important than being in school even. Don't tell your teachers I said that. Actually, tell them. I don't care. Believe it. There is something powerful. So I'm challenging you to make it your custom. And here's three things that happen when you do make it your custom. When you do make a commitment to be in the house of God. And the first thing is this. It strengthens your faith. Strengthens your faith. Everybody wants to be stronger. If you have the option between being strong and weak, most people would be saying, I wish I was stronger. We wish we were stronger in our body. We wish we were stronger in our mental capacity. We wish we were stronger in our money. We wish we were stronger in our social... We wish we were stronger in everywhere, but at the same time, if you're saying, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus, there is a desire within us to say, I want to be stronger in my faith. We want to be stronger in our faith. And I'm not talking about the sort of faith that just crumbles at the side of something bad. Not the sort of faith that just dies whenever the smallest thing goes wrong in your life. I'm talking about a strong faith that can withstand storms. The sort of faith that can see a giant in the distance and you are no match for him, but you got faith not in your ability, but in God's destiny and believe that I can take on any giant. I can defeat any enemy. Greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world around me. I've got a strong faith. It's not crumbling. It's not tired. It's not weak. It's strong. Making a commitment to be in God's house will strengthen your faith. If you've come into this year and at any time, even if you've just thought about it, maybe you haven't written it down on your goals or priorities or anything, but if you've even thought about, I want to get better in my faith this year. I want to grow closer to Jesus. I want to be stronger in my faith. I don't want to let the same old things destroy me as they did in 2019. I want to come out stronger in my faith. Can I tell you, making a commitment to come to youth every single week will actually help. It will help. It will help. And why will it help and make you stronger? It's because of this. It will stretch you. Stretching brings strength. Stretching brings strength. And why will it be stretching? It'll be stretching because there will be some weeks that you don't want to come to youth. That you don't want to pray. That you don't want to open up your Bible. There will be some weeks where you don't want to leave the house on a Friday night. There will be some weeks when your best friend has a party 
And everyone you know is going to that party. In that moment is a stretching opportunity for your faith. Will you believe God? Will you trust Him? Will you say, God, I'm making a commitment to you that even if everyone would turn away from me, I'm not turning away from you. Even if everyone else laughs at me, I'm sticking to my word. I'm sticking to this out. Stretching brings strength. And if you want to see results in your faith and see your faith move forward, results also come from repetition. Right? You tell me if I get stronger after doing this. that's what we do. We do one push up, you get up, man, I'm stronger. Oh, go to the mirror. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. You just did one push up. Strength doesn't come from just that one time. It comes from repetition. Every week, no matter what happens, I believe God is going to do something in my life. And when you begin to stretch yourself, when you begin to repent, this is not easy. When you believe to say, I'm going to repetitively, oh my God, even when it hurts like crazy, I want to get stronger. (laughs) Week in, week out, I believe that your strength can become so strong that the things that used to destroy you in the past don't even show up on your radar anymore. Oh, someone said something horrible about me. Oh, they're gossiping about me over there. I don't care. I don't care what they say about me because I know what he says about me. Oh, they're having a party over there. Well, I'm going to go party in the house of God. Strength comes from stretching. Results come from repetition. I want you to make a commitment tonight to come to youth every single week to stretch yourself. And not so we can just have a big youth, but it's actually for you. You're in this awesome time in your life right now where you can really develop your faith in such an awesome environment where you can actually begin to lay foundations for your life right now. You want to get married one day to some awesome Christian guy or Christian girl? Listen, it starts now. Becoming the man, becoming the woman of God that you want to be for that other person. You think it's just a thing now? No, I'm telling you, you will look back and you will be thankful that your youth pastor said, come to youth every week. So you can get strong in your faith. Because there's storms coming and I want you to be ready. When you stretch it, God will strengthen it. Oh, I love the next one. I love the next one because it's part of my ongoing story. When you make a commitment to come to youth every week, not only will you become stronger, but that also leads to greatness. It leads to greatness. Listen, with Jesus in this story, he made a commitment, his custom to get to youth every single week. Oh, sorry, to church. Imagine Jesus at youth. He's here now. No, I'm not kidding. He is. 
But listen, when it comes to Jesus, he made a commitment. It was his custom to get into the house of God every single week. But listen, because he continued in his custom, he was able to step into his calling. Because he made a commitment to his custom to get into the house of God every single Sabbath day, he was prepared and ready to step into what God was calling him to do. The very next verse in Luke chapter 14 and starting verse 17 says, so he's, as his custom, he went to the Sabbath and it says this in verse 17, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. So it's just one random day. Jesus had been going week after week after week. He was 30 years old when this happened. He was going week after week. The Bible records he was a child in the temple. Every week after week after week, 30 years gone by and one day someone hands him something. He unrolls it and begins to read a prophecy about himself. Written hundreds of years ago by someone he never knew in person and who never knew him. But God was setting this up for Jesus to step into his calling. And he reads these verses in verse 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me. This is Jesus coming out ceremony. This is his moment where he's stepping into his calling. This is the moment where he reveals to the world, this is what I came here to do. The spirit of the Lord is on me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year or the season of the Lord's favor. When you make God your priority, He will begin to unlock your potential. I don't think they heard that, Nathan. Only you did. When you make God your priority... That's when he will begin to unlock your potential. You realize you got potential inside of you. You're not just a young person. You're not just a teenager. You've got the potential of God inside of you. But until you make him a priority, he can't unlock your potential. Because he was regular with his custom, he was now ready for his calling. My story, right? I started coming to youth and I was just coming to youth. I was just one of you guys. And I was just coming to youth. And, and before I was even on the youth team or anything, the youth team, they, they used to have these um, prayer meetings on a Friday morning at 5.30 in the morning. I'm a teenager. I don't even know 5.30 existed. I thought the day just started at 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? I didn't even know. But, but I decided, you know what? I want to go to that prayer meeting. And my mom wouldn't drive me. Did that stop me? I got on my bike. Right. And I lived probably about half an hour's bike ride away. At 5.30 in the morning, every Friday morning of the year, I would get on my bike, I would ride through Browns Plains, dodging hobos and homeless men, and I would just ride my way to youth, man. And I would get to youth, and I would get to youth at 5.30. We would cook a barbecue, and then we would pray for like an hour with another local... With with who is now Raw Youth, the, the team at that time and our team at that time, we would come together and would pray for our generation. We would pray then for what we're seeing here now. We would pray and ask God, would you pour out a generation? And I'd be tired, man. I, I didn't know what I... But I, I made a commitment to step into something that God was doing. I had no title. I wasn't part of a team. But I saw what God was doing. And I decided I'm going to make that a priority. I could get a few extra hours sleep. Or I could step into something that could unlock my potential forever. 
When you make him priority, young person, I don't care if you don't think anyone here knows who you are. God knows who you are and God knows what you're going to do. But would you make him your priority? From there, after a period of time of just doing that, and we wouldn't just go home after that. It was Friday morning and we would spend the whole day at church. We'd be doing youth announcements and going into Browns Plains High and feeding sausages. And then we'd come back, set everything up. Then we'd do youth and then we'd drop everyone home, me included, because I didn't have a license, obviously. And then we would go to Friday night bat and Maccas. And man, it was like those were some amazing times. But after a period of time, then God thought I was ready to step into my calling. And he asked me onto the youth team. And man, on that youth team, I was like, the, I was just like the worker, man. I was just do everything and anything my youth passed. Jeremy, you guys have met him before. He like, Kieran, I want you to do the, oh man, I remember this one. I was doing the words. I was doing the lights. I was doing the, um, the sound. I don't even know anything about sound. I was doing, I wasn't, and it wasn't just like this. Uh, I mean, who loves Harrison up in here? But it, but it wasn't like lights like this with all leads through the roof and you just press a button on a computer. You know what I was using? The foot pedal. There's a light that connects to two lights and all it does, you've got to press the foot pedal and it will change the lights. And I would do my best, man. I would bring excellence to that, man. Like the, the youth team would be praising and I'd be up the back with the lyrics in one hand. I didn't own a computer, it had nothing. I was borrowing someone something and I, I would be doing lights and I'd be pressing the buttons, trying to time it with the drop, you know, like the build up. And I'd be like buttons up. And then I'd press the blackout button right before the drop. And then the next one would come on and I would be bang, bang, bang. And I'd just be giving my everything, man. I'd set up the leads all real nice, making it all perfectly along the wall. I wanted to make that place amazing, man. I wasn't, had no title. I never got asked to preach. I never got asked to lead a small group. I was just servant and servant and servant and servant and servant every day, making it my priority. And then one day, out of nowhere, Benny and I get married, yay. And my youth pastor, Jeremy, he comes to us and says, Kira, Bethany, it's time you stepped into your calling. Like, what are you talking about? He says, we're going to the mission field. It's time for you to take on and be the youth pastor. And from that moment, man, we've just seen so many awesome things happen. I've had the best time of my life over the last six, seven years. You know where it started? Waking up, 5.30 in the morning, wow. yeah, riding on. to youth. So Stepping into my potential started by making God a priority. Persistence is the key to the promise. So you young person, you're sitting there listening, thinking something's stirring in your heart. Maybe it's not for ministry, but maybe it is. Maybe you want to do something amazing for God in your life. Can I tell you, it starts with a persistence and making God and his house a priority. Saying, God, I know what doesn't look like my promise, but I'm going to be persistent in the small steps, believing that God is one day going to give me a big step. But it starts with being persistent. And the last thing is this. The last thing when it comes to making a commitment, the last thing that's going to happen to you when you make a commitment to be in the house of God every single week is this. You will become missionally minded. You will become missionally minded. Jesus was passionate 
about bringing people together. He was passionate about bringing the crowds together and declaring that the kingdom of heaven, that the way that God wants to do things is coming to earth. He was passionate about seeing people encounter his heavenly father. He was passionate about seeing more and more people come to heaven and come to him. When you become and make that commitment to follow him and come to you and be yourself and stretch yourself and make him a priority, you'll become missionally minded. The mission to see others one to Jesus. The mission to see all living things know the name of Jesus. The mission to know, to go out into all of the world and make followers of Jesus. That is what you will become when you make that commitment. People who make that commitment bring others together. Think about what Jesus said. He stepped into his calling. And what was his calling? It was to proclaim, to speak, to shout about the good news to the poor, the poor in spirit. To proclaim freedom from the prisoners, maybe the prisoners to shame. To bring blind, to bring joy to the blind. To bring healing to the hurting. To bring freedom to the one bound by fear. When you make a commitment to be consistent, you will begin to be missionally minded, reaching out to people. So this is what you can do practically. Don't come to youth alone. Don't come to youth, don't just come to youth, but don't come alone. It's our job to tell everybody and anybody about this good thing that we have found, that there is freedom and forgiveness in Jesus. Don't leave anybody out. We have to let everybody know how good God is. I want to encourage you this year, this turn, this decade, to make that commitment to Jesus. Say, no matter what, rain, hail, shine, snow, hurricane, coronavirus, no matter what happens, man, I am coming to youth. I'm gonna, is there anyone who's saying, I'm ready. I want to grow in my faith. I want to be strengthened. I want to step into my priority. I want to live for Him. I want to build and be repetitive in my faith. I want to be missionally minded so that others will know. If that's you, would you stand up?